If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm R.P. Thor. Welcome to the Dragon Ship. You know what's funny about this is uh, I am Paul Bauer. I am not RP Thor. Filling in for RP Thor, though, and uh, the funny thing is, is that opening, none of those jabronis are show- joining us today. <laughs> none of the people that are in the intro, and I couldn't find a more up-to-date opener, so we had to go with that. Joining me today is Viking brother AJ. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Just waking up and enjoying my, uh, my week- weekend of work. There you go. We could have worked on, on the podcast. And we also are joined by the humble yet legendary Arschwinger. What's going on, Arschwinger? Um, humble and legendary. That's a good one. Yes. I'm still drinking coffee. It's 1 p.m. where I am, so I guess I'm still waking up, too. <laughs> I I got up extra early this morning. I don't normally get up early on weekends, but for whatever reason, I couldn't sleep. I'm up at the so, crack of dawn every day. It's the only time, like, not being used by the rest of the family, sneak off to the gym, come back, you know, and they're all starting their day. Yeah. Normally, I try to sleep in because I, I get up for rule zero, and rule zero for me starts at 930. So I try to get up by eight, but I was up at six this morning on a Saturday. Like, that's disgusting, right? Like, that. <laughs> what's wrong with me? Um, so, guys, we're talking about Red Pill Rage today. And when I was going through, making up notes for this i was like how am i going to stretch out an entire hour on talking about people being angry at the women and i was like well let me look around i found uh in the in the red pill archive i found an article on the five stages of red pill and that was written in back in 2018 and then it turns out that his, his our lord and savior Rolo tomasi wrote one this similar article back in 2012. So it's a, it's an ongoing theme apparently, but um, let me ask, uh, let me start with you, AJ. What, what first led you to the red pill space? Hey, I got the typical story. I put, I brought it up in my first video. I got cheated on by my uh, now ex fiance while I went home uh, back up to Vermont for my parents because our house burned down. So that kind of got me into looking up some, uh, fair recovery because I wanted to keep the relationship going, which the algorithm somehow got me to Rich Cooper. So that's that's how I got into the red pill. Okay, interesting. And when you found yourself in this space, did you go through 
like the rage phase where you're just angry at like at all this stuff yeah the rage phase is actually what caused me to uh, do a consultation with modern life dating like i remember me and my ex had a fight um the only time i ever called her a fucking name was then um called her called her uh see you next tuesday uh took the ring off of her for a second and i punched the wall just because i was in that red pill rage and i was suffering from reactive abuse due to her being i mean i brought up she's she's either narcissistic or sociopathic because she actually gets off on causing damage mm, that's hot that's hot. <laughs> best oh, pussy i've ever had but still that crazy pussy it hits different you know um <laughs> we're not the eight minute mark we can't talk about that yet our ah. swinger um what's your story man how did you end up in the space well you know i was a 30 something dude in a marriage with a kind of not a great marriage. I'm sitting on the toilet one day, you know, your wife won't, you know, sleep with me, you know, she's super mean all the time and other things like we can't stay in the first eight minutes. And, you know, so I, I get this link to um, a business insider article, a hit piece on the red pill and it's saying all this stuff like the red pill is so dumb. You should look at it. it has quotes from the red pill and the quotes make so much more sense than the actual article. And so I, of course, navigate over to Reddit. I've, I've never actually been on Reddit before. And I start reading pretty much everything on the front page. I'm like, you know, holy cow, this is like, speaking my experience if someone has put this to words and so i read everything you know and it ends up making a lot of sense to me i can go into mm. a lot more detail about the childhood arch winger and all the crazy stuff but you know yeah that's how i ended up on the internet and i'm now you know average and legendary average and le it it's funny because you really are humble but your work has actually helped a lot of guys out you know yeah that's what like, if something i you know pissed out of my keyboard seven years ago in my spare time got just one dude to go to the gym you know like that's great yeah so did you uh when you found yourself in the space like you said you found that article did you did you go through that rage phase where you were like just angry at everything or or was it different for you because i i know it doesn't happen a little to every bit time. okay like you know I'm not, I'm not like punching walls or anything like that I'm, I'm a pretty chill guy as far as you know guys go i'm like half as manly as either one of you but you know so i, I make the, the first like i'm reading all this cool stuff i get all excited about it i start trying it out i even like over explain crap to my wife because you know in that stage you don't have any friends you've given them all up to try to please your wife and you know and that goes about how you'd expect but eventually i get to the point you know where like i just stop caring and I say that's kind of my rage phase where I start pushing my wife's buttons for fun just to see what she will do. And I'm laughing on the inside while she's acting predictably, you know. And so I guess more of that kind of, I don't know, mean, calculative, manipulative rage. Mm, got it. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because it's funny. If I if I think back on it, I, I didn't know it was necessarily Red Pill. I don't think it was called Red Pill. I think the, the first experience I had in this space at all was probably listening to Tom Likas on my morning commute to work. And I, I don't know if any of you guys ever listened to Tom Likas. You guys ever listen to Tom Likas? Do you even know who Tom Likas is? I'm familiar with the name. I don't think I've like watched or read his work. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily classify him as red pill per se, but a lot of people consider him red pill. But man, his whole his whole bit, his whole radio show was just on talking about how women are manipulative. They're all gold digging whores and you know, like don't get married and, and all this stuff. And, and the funny thing is like, he, he was a guy that was married and divorced like five times before he realized like, you know, how women are. And so, learner. yeah. So his, his whole show was really just super negative. I just listened to the show and um, this probably, this didn't help my marriage at all. I think this might've contributed to the end of the marriage, but 
listening to that show on a daily basis made me really like resent my wife. Right. Cause my, my wife was a stay at home mom. My, my wife was, you know, to be fair, it was very manipulative. She definitely was the type of woman that wanted to be a stay at home mom, not because of the kids, but because she wanted an early retirement. Like that was her. So I started realizing this and just, it just really made me resent her. Right. And then the marriage ended and, but at the same time, like I didn't want the marriage to end because I was raised where uh, oh, marriages are forever. You made a vow, you know, this is, you know, till death do us part. Right. That's we, we, we made a promise. <laughs> and so I was angry at, you know, the system and stuff like I wasn't necessarily angry at her for filing for divorce. Cause when she filed actually was a huge weight lifted off my chest. Cause I hated her guys <laughs> by this point. Uh, but I also didn't look at, all women as manipulative gold digging whores necessarily either. I was just like, she was the wrong person for me and she was a manipulative person, you know? And then it wasn't until uh, later where I, I got to like another relationship after that, that lasted for four years that I found myself into this space. Like, you know, I would say going in depth in the space, reading the material. And even then it wasn't like I was mad at women for understanding their nature. I was, looking at it more of a, uh, from a space of curiosity, like, well, everything else in my life hasn't worked so far. Why not try this out? <laughs> and then you try it out and you're like, holy shit, it worked. This is amazing. I'm going to tell everybody about it. So I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't really look at my journey as going through a red pill rage phase necessarily, but uh, a lot of people end up in the space, you know, as a part of that though, wouldn't you say? This depends uh, also, you know, we think about where that anger comes from, too. I mean, like the original Red Pill was started pretty much like, I guess the, the, the part that got famous on Reddit and then, you know, has now infected YouTube and Twitter and all that. That part was started by dudes in their 30s who got out the bad end of a relationship by women doing stuff they never saw coming. Stuff mm -hmm. they didn't think women were capable of. And, you know, to get out the other end, they're like, dude, everything I thought about women was wrong. I, I, I did not know women were like that. And then that happened, happened you know, coincidentally in the early 2000s, which was... Also, the, you know, the scene where these guys are now getting out of relationships, they're starting to try to date again, and nothing that worked in the 90s works anymore. Like, everything's changed, because early 2000s, we had the casual sex culture come kind of to the forefront of society. Um, was it 2004 when Sex in the City started airing or something? So they were kind of, like, acknowledging, and now it's socially acceptable for women to have recreational sex. It's even glamorized a little bit. And so now the dating scene has changed, and guys have to learn how to navigate that, and, like, everything's completely different. And so then these guys feel like, okay, women, you know, kind of an offshoot of feminism now you know women have jobs they have money they're not reliant on men through jobs they get health insurance through health insurance they get the pill 90 percent of women now have don't have the physical consequences of sex they don't get pregnant and then they don't have the social consequences anymore it's okay to have recreational sex and so all these guys now you know who are kind of average-ish who used to be able to get girlfriends now they've got to be above average-ish and do a lot of extra work and what do they get they get a woman who's promiscuous has been passing them over a lot of them are overweight a lot of are antidepressants and they're like i gotta do all this extra work for a woman who's just that and you know i can see how guys will get very infuriated by that situation yeah a lot of guys will get stuck on the hopeflation and then they'll sit there and watch fresh and fits uh podcasts for days and days and days and days and not watch like the other content they make yeah yeah it, it's it's sad because a lot of that is what makes money right like a lot of that sells a lot of guys want to sit in their own misery you know misery loves company and they want that validation that external validation that they're their 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 anger is 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 um 
justified. And so, yeah, they tune into shows like Better Bachelor and where, you know, he just shows like just the worst of the worst women and, and showcases them. And it's like, all women are like this, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, and there's some truth to it, right? Like all women at least have the capability, you know, to cheat, you know, a lot, a lot of them in their high brain are even thinking about it, whether they act on it or not. I mean, that really depends on the, on the individual woman, right? Some women are, are more in control of, of themselves. Some are more, you know, worry about social stigma than others. And, um, they don't all act on their urges. <laughs> you know, some of them have some, some self-control, believe it or not. If you think about it though, I mean, their urges aren't that unreasonable. It would say all women are like that. Like that means if you suck and someone better comes along, most women will leave, cheat, or behave badly. And if they didn't do that, then, you know, you get her forever just because you happen to come along first. Like, that's not a reasonable expectation. Like, you're average, you didn't do anything wrong, it came first, and so she'll never trade up on you. Like, that would be a really bad system. So expecting her to not be like that is kind of unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, oh, look, we got a $10 super chat from my man Ed from my beer club. Beer Club checking in, $10 Super Chat. I don't have my normal uh, sound bites, my, 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 my soundboard stuff, Ed, because I'm on Thor's uh, StreamYard. <laughs> but I would play the uh, This Guy Fucks sound for this. I'll do what you're about, you. man. <laughs> Appreciate that. So so coming up with uh, with notes for this, like I said before, I, I found this article. I'm going to post it in the chat here. This is... Uh, from this is uh, the five stages of red pill it's based on the five stages of grief right and this guy wrote it from a now deleted account which is funny because ryan was just saying today that guys always come to the to uh the red pill subreddit and you know they, they come in there for a little bit and then they delete their accounts you know like <laughs> whatever happens they delete their accounts um, so this article is written 2018. Rolo has this one. It's very similar. And it's the same thing. It's based on the five stages of grief. And he wrote that in 2012. But it's the same thing. We're all going to be talking about the same stuff today, basically. So the first stage is denial, right? Denial is the first stage. And, um, you know, this is where a lot of guys hear this stuff and they're like, that wouldn't work. Or they're white knights. You can't treat women this way. Or, you know, they're sort of misogynistic, you know, <laughs> that's, 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 I, I, I can't be like that. That's a misogynist thing to say. Right. So that's guys are in denial when they first come into the space. A lot of the times, um, and a lot of guys stay in this spot until something really bad happens to them, you know, like, like a divorce happens. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, their kids get taken away. Now all of a sudden... Uh, this stuff starts making sense and, and fuck women, right? Like who cares about being a misogynist? Fuck women. Those gold digging whores. Um, being, being, so you, you, you haven't really participated in the, the Reddit space in a while, right? Arschwinger? Uh, Tennis years. Yeah. But okay. So go back 
10 years ago though, did you see a lot of that kind of stuff back then? Yeah, it was a pretty even split. You could tell guys who were older and like, you know, had real jobs and things to do and didn't live on the internet. And they were mostly like, kind of, there's a mix of those. There were guys who, you know, were trying to do some work. And then there were guys who were more like, I guess, academicians who were like coming up with strange theories. And then you had the, the other half, you know, who were just like, you know, there to pretty much anything, you know, that was like radical. It, it, it wasn't just like women. They would go into all kinds of crazy ideologies and, you know, dump on the fair sex and all that. And, you know, Hopefully some of them got out of their system just because, I mean, stewing in that forever is not productive use of your time. Even if you never go on to date women and you know, get married or whatever, just stewing in that is not a good use of your, your limited lifespan. But yeah, it was about 50-50 of like, I guess, real people and, you know, internet hobbyists. Mm. What about you, AJ, in the, the circles that you travel around in? You see guys uh, coming in saying that wouldn't work, you know, like I can understand that a little bit, but that that doesn't sound right. That you know, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I'm still fairly new to this space and like I have my little evangelical phase of doing it, like trying to proselytize the red pill. And uh, one of my coworkers at the time, guy who probably needed it the most, he's like, I really don't like how they use the word generality. What like what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, over a fifty percent chance. I, I don't believe that. Like the right. ego investment yeah. is there. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of it. What it comes down to is they've their worldview is is being challenged, and so they have that ego investment of no, this can't possibly this can't possibly be real, you know. And it's like, but but open your eyes if you you can see it everywhere, you know. <laughs> we we oh, we all know a guy. We all we've all seen it firsthand, you know. It, it's it's real. It's just people don't want to believe it because it sounds bad. It it you know um it's interesting and you talked about being going through your evangelical phase too uh that's how most of us start podcasts <laughs> we're like i can't believe this stuff is, is is legit i gotta tell everybody about this and then you realize quickly that uh a lot of guys don't want to be told it you know like you can lead a horse to water type thing and most guys it'll go in one ear out the other they don't believe it and um until something bad happens to them and they want to learn you know it's one of the reasons you can't really red pill your friends like they have to want to come it's triage you're trying to convert someone like and he expresses doubt that's the best possible outcome like losing your job is on the table there like trying to convert people with this stuff is you know losing battle mm-hmm. yeah definitely which leads us to the next phase right so a lot of guys stay in this denial phase that's not how it is until that is how it is. Right. And they, something really bad happens to them. The girl cheats on them. Uh, you know, they lose their kids, you know, whatever, whatever happens. So then they get angry. They get angry because for various different reasons, right? Like, um, this is where, uh, uh, let's say like they learned that women are opportunistic, right? Women, women don't just love women. Don't love unconditionally. They, they love, opportunistically uh, well, what the fuck is that all about this is bullshit that's not real love i hear that all the time that's not real love um they learn that uh women are solipsistic you know women only sort of see things through their own experiences they learn that women can be manipulative you know i love my favorite is uh like tiktok videos of chicks talking about how um guys learning game that's manipulative it's like women invented game like <laughs> Women are master manipulators. Are you kidding me? Um, 
you learn that women are hypergamous. I mean, just look at makeup. Right, right. There you go. Uh, you learn about the the feminization of men, right? The gynocentric central order or whatever. Uh, you essentially they, so guys learn all this stuff, the the nature of women and the reality of women, and they start to resent them for being women. AJ, did you resent women for being women for a while? There's that minor, minor little bit of it just because I didn't know any better. And I started doing the work and it's like, oh, my, my anger's not at women per se. It's, it's at me for not understanding their nature. Mm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Arschwinger? Do you, do you get mad at the women? Similar, like briefly, because, you know, you're mad at yourself for playing the wrong game under the wrong rules. You know, I'm in my 40s. So I went to, you know, I graduated high school in 97. So I went to college before the Sex and the City generation. And then I get out of this and I hear that, like, everyone's, like, you know, having raucous intercourse in college, like, just going to people's dorm rooms. Like, women are having recreational sex. And I missed all of this. I've had girlfriends my whole life, you know. And here I'm in a bad marriage with a wife who won't fuck me. I'm like, you know, shit. And so, yeah, for, for a brief moment, you feel just, like, resentful that you missed all that. You didn't know the game. You didn't know the rules. But then you realize you made the best decisions you did with the information you had at the time. Got to where you are. You got to accept that. Forgive yourself. And where do I want to be tomorrow and start making that happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the later stage. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm, I'm way ahead of you, Dan. Right, we're, yeah, you're, you're you're skipping ahead there. <laughs> podcast over. Good meeting, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We got a couple more super chats. Uh, Ed says two dollar super chat in honor of Lycus. Thank you for that. Uh, this is my shipmate Larry. Fifty dollars super chat. Look at this. If I had a cool soundbite, I'd definitely play it for fifty dollars. He says I kept telling my coworker. Then he got taken for over three thousand dollars on a first date. Yeah, like you can. You can tell these guys, but until something shitty like this happens, a covert contract, like spending $3,000 on a date, and then a chick is happily happy to use you for that. And then you realize, wait a second, fuck all women. <laughs> and that girl probably texted one of her like fuck buddies on the way home and met with him after, you know, you fed her. As I say, yeah. for half that, half that price, you could have got a night with a high-end escort. Right. Guy spends $3,000 you know, treats her out to dinner. She's like, thank you so much. Goes home and, 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 and fucks some other dude, you know, that spent $0. He just invited her over and gave her Skittles, you know, like <laughs> that's what, that's what makes guys uh, angry. You know, they're like, I am doing all this stuff. I'm doing all this. I bought him flowers. That was one thing that I, I learned. I wasn't, I wasn't resentful of the ex-girlfriend for this but uh after after my divorce i got in in this relationship for four and a half years that chick it was totally a covert contract thing i would buy her flowers every single month have them sent to her office try you basically try to get the brownie points you know and then i realized after four and a half years that it, it didn't mean fuck all it didn't mean anything and i wasted so much money on flowers every every month i could have I could have put that in my 401k or something, you know? Well, broke guys just do the good morning text every day or something. You know, you were wasting money. That's even worse. Right. Oh, yeah. The good morning text. That's uh, that's another. That's for another episode. <laughs> um, let's see here. So the guys in the anger phase, they also want to know why they have to jump through hoops to game women and wonder why they can't just be themselves. And, and what I mean by jump through hoops is, you know, learn game. You know, learn game. Learn how women respond. Learn what women respond to. Things that they don't respond to necessarily are flowers, right? But you don't you don't have to give a girl flowers if you know how to uh, put on the charm a little bit, you know. 
And guys are like, well, I, I just want to be my, I just want a girl that likes me for me. It's like, well, who you are now sucks. <laughs> right. That's kind of an offshoot, you know, I mean, the days of like, you know, every average doofus who has a job getting a wife, like, you know, that was fine for the 1950s. But like I started off earlier, you know, now women have jobs. They don't need you for money. They're, they're all on birth control. They can go out and have recreational sex for fun. So mm -hmm. we've removed essentially dependence on guys. We've removed physical and social consequences and set women loose in the world, told them you can do what you want. What women want to do is drink a lot of alcohol and have sex with hot guys. And so if you need to be a hotter guy and you need to be a fun guy she wants to have sex with, and you want to learn those game. And, you know, yeah, I can see how it would make guys angry. It would make guys, you know, want to just throw up their hands up in the air, you know, throw in a towel because, you know, the situation's changed. And now everything that used to make sense, like I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to be nice to women. I'm going to get, you know, a good place to live. Now I'm going to be a marriable, you know, marryable material. And, you know, that game has changed and that ship has kind of sailed a little bit. And a lot of guys get pissed about that. You know, you bring up the, the, just having a good job, right? One of the things that I, I find humorous are the guys on the internet that still think that women just want guys for money, you know, and they, it, 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 and they don't understand that uh, women have their own money now. Like they don't need you for money at all. And so they need you for something else. You know, women still want men, but now it's not about money anymore. It's not about money and provisioning. And that's really the, the, the baby bucks side of, of hypergamy anyway. To an extent, though. I mean, like, you know, if a woman like, you know, is a teacher or a therapist or some job where she's making like 40 grand a year, enough to pay her own rent, but not enough to go out every weekend. She's more mm -hmm. than happy to find some tool who will like buy her dinners and pay for all of her drinks and stuff because that, that, that adds up if you're going out every weekend. So to some extent, it is about money, but it's, you know, she doesn't need you to marry her and support her. She just, you know, wants to have a good time. And so a lot of women like, they're like a, a generous rich guy who may not be all that in the looks department sometimes for some purposes. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I would say that's that's true as well. But that's how a, a lot of guys lead with that. They lead with their wallet and then they end up being like Larry's friend here who gets taken advantage of. And that's why, you know, I often tell guys don't lead with your wallet. Right. Keep keep dates low investment at first make a woman earn more expensive things and yeah. you'll 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 Sushi weed out for someone you're already having sex with yeah you'll you'll weed out the chicks that are using you for your money because they they won't want to go out with you and you don't want to go out with those chicks anyway so they filter themselves out and then the chicks that don't really care about your money and they actually want to get to know somebody will go out with you <laughs> you know it's like oh I could be, I could actually do this smart. I could be strategic about it. I don't have to be angry, right? To an extent. I mean, if you're taking a girl out for $3,000 dinners, you're dumb. But if you have a stick up your butt, you won't buy her $20 worth of vodka drinks when it literally quadruples your chance of getting laid. Get your finances in order, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. It's like, okay, if, if, uh, if, yeah, going out for, for alcohol drinks in the evening is, is breaking your, 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 um, is, is bursting your wallet there well then maybe it's time to not focus on women and focus on your career choices <laughs> you know make more money make more money uh so yeah so a lot of guys end up in this spot they end up in the anger phase and then they stay here right they stay here they go black pill doomer they become MGTOW guys they watch content like undead chronic and better bachelor and sandman and you know, it just becomes a negative confirmation bias loops. You know, they just, they go out looking for stuff that makes them mad about women and it just keeps them there. Uh, and it's just not, it's just not a healthy place to be. We talked about that a little bit, but um, AJ, 
did you ever find yourself looking at shows like that? Where you... I think Joker came up like the algorithm threw him up uh, relatively quick after I found a found a entrepreneur in cars, Rich Cooper. Mm. So I started watching a little bit of that, a little bit of Taylor the Fiend. It's like when I wanted that little red meat hit. Mm. I, need, I need my dose of red meat. I don't want to watch uh, watch people get thrown out of uh, out of uh, their sh- podcast that they're on. Oh, okay, gotcha. What about what was it like like ten years ago, Arshwiger? I mean, there, not everybody had a, had a podcast back then. It, most people were writing blogs still, right? Yeah, I mean, so people, you know, it's been it's been interesting for me actually seeing guys you know, who started out on Reddit. Now, anyone who's ever said anything smart on Reddit ten years ago has like a YouTube channel is trying to make money on the internet, and you know, I guess you're gonna get beer money for something fun you're gonna do anyway. Might as well, but. Yeah, I never saw the attraction, but yeah, back in like 10 years ago, you had people trying to, you know, sell books or like, you know, get monetized blogs or something like that. And there's a little bit of push for that, but it was mostly just guys like competing for internet points, write crap on the internet, you know, and get Reddit up votes and feel good about it, I guess. If some guy says, you know, hey, I read this and really made me think about something, that was a good reward, I guess. Yeah, the, f- <laughs> the fake internet upvotes. Hey, look, I made it to the front page of the of the the, the red pill. I saw 1700 upvotes. People love me. I'm famous. Which which is kind of funny. It's like, uh, it's that dopamine hit, you know, just like uh, the, the, me watching the little viewer ticker up here. I'm like, Oh yeah. Give it to me. Give it. (laughs) So, so there's guys, they, they end up in the, the black pill space, MGTOW. They say, fuck all women. Right. And then they, they just stay there, which, doesn't serve them right it's not furthering their life it's not making it better they'll delude themselves they i always see these guys in the comments where they're sitting there trying to you know talk about why everybody should quit women everyone should stay single and stuff like that and and i find that a lot of those guys are there not trying to convince me or anybody else i think they're just there regurgitating that kind of stuff to try to convince themselves that it's a good choice to to you know not live a, a, a fruitful life, you know? I mean, a real MGTOW who's actually given up and gone on his own life is going to be running a business or doing a hobby somewhere. It's not going to be the internet telling you why you should hate women. Yeah, my brother's my brother's like that. My brother's a, like a true MGTOW. He lives like a homeless person, right? He lives in like a shell camper. And he works wait, as wait, wait. a... Your, your brother's Joker? No, no, no. <laughs> you'd think. No, actually, he's worse than Joker. If you saw my brother and me next to each other, you wouldn't think you would you'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Who let this guy out of the cage? You know? Uh, but my brother lives way below his means, right? In a in a shell camper. He works uh periodically. He'll he'll do these do this for months, right? Work as an auto mechanic. He makes like eighty thousand dollars a year, just socks that money away because he has no overhead. And then he uh, will take, you know, six months or a year off and then go gold mining. But he's not trying to get pussy at all. He's literally just living his his life. That's what makes him happy. That's real MGTOW. You know, he's not complaining about women's nature all the time. You know, so like escorts or do they just like go without sex? I I don't ask questions and I don't want to know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um. So then there's, there's other guys, right? Other guys come to space, they learn all this stuff. And then instead of just being like, well, fuck all women, I quit. They go, they use it as motivation to flip the script, right? Take back control of their lives. They start lifting, 
They start learning game. They start going out and practicing. They start uh, sort of treating all this stuff like a science experiment. Um, for them, the pain was necessary. It was a necessary catalyst for change. Um, and I would say like, I, that was sort of where I ended up. You know, I was like, okay, whatever I'm doing is, is, is wrong. I need to figure this out. You know, every, every major relationship I've had has failed. Why? What am I doing wrong? Like, I didn't look at, oh, it's, it's all the women. It's all these women. It's like, okay, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? And uh, one of the blessings of being uh, in the relationship with that, that uh, the chick I call her red pill chick, was she got me into audiobooks. She was really big into like self-help. And she would listen to audiobooks all the time. And I was like, you know, I bet you there's an audiobook out there that probably talks about this. <laughs> probably tells me what I'm doing wrong with women found uh, books like no more Mr. Nice guy, uh, atomic attraction stuff like that. And I, 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 I looked at it, not in an angry way. I looked at it like, Oh my God, I've been doing this wrong my whole life. This is crazy. Let me try some of this stuff out. You know, I think guys that go into it with that kind of mentality end up having more success, you know? Um, what do you think, AJ? I, I completely agree because I was one of those guys where like I'm like I have three failed relationships, my marriage, chick I was with for two years. I was probably the other dude in reality. Looking back on that one, and then my ex fiance is just like, "What the fuck am I doing wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? I'm I'm the common denominator." Mm -hmm. All right, and then I started doing like Inner Game July when uh uh John was doing that a couple years ago, and like started working on like oh my god this feels better started working out started reading all the books tracking my weight and everything mm. what about you Arshwinger? you hit the gym man <laughs> yeah I, I go each morning or impossible to get along with i mean i'm not like ultra serious about it. i'm a tall skinny dude so but you know um i look pretty good with my shirt off and the wife has no complaints but yeah i mean <laughs> once you get to a point where like you know you're not fat you don't have a belly and people can't look across the room and count your ribs through your shirt like once you look okay you know, you feel a little better, you carry yourself better, and you're good enough. Like, um, I never got all the black pill people who say you got to, like, look like He-Man or something. You just have to look a little cute, and then game can get you the rest of the way there. You know, you can't be average or worse. You got to look a little cute. And so once you look all right, then, you know, I wouldn't say you're golden, but you're in a good place. You can you can date, you can have sex. There's a there's a, a huge emphasis in the space. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit on Ryan for a little bit. Ryan wrote this book, guys. He wrote this book, and he talks about in here, and it's, it's also in the uh, the Reddit's a lot. But like, there's an emphasis, and you got to lift heavy. It's all about lifting heavy, and um, and I think that's not necessarily the the best message to tell to tell to tell guys um, because some guys don't like lifting heavy. You know, some guys prefer other activities. You know, and so you also I like get like gym cells too. Yeah, you guys you get guys that that want to give up on women, but you know suck each other's dicks and talk about how fucking swole they are and stuff, you know, whatever. But I, I like to tell guys like, just don't be fat, right? If you, if you're just not fat, you're already in the top 25% of guys because 75% of the country is obese, <laughs> you know? So if you don't like lifting heavy, but you like playing basketball, go play basketball like daily, you know, do something that gives you physical exertion where you're going to sweat a lot and you're going to burn calories and then don't eat so much and you'll probably be okay. You'll probably be okay. Cause you just got to be better looking than the next guy. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just got to be faster than, than the guy that's next to you running away from the bear. 
Plus, playing basketball, you'll meet bros. Yeah, yeah, and then you'll you'll meet other dudes, which is actually better for men's mental health. Is hanging out with other guys. Um, I didn't realize how important that was until I read. I read. I think it was No More Mister Nice Guy talked about the importance of uh, guys get hanging out with with other guys and not hanging out with with uh, safe women that they're not having sex with. You know, because that actually lowers men's testosterone and stuff. But hanging out with other dudes, talking about guy stuff, it's just it's a good outlet for us. You know. Guys, need notice guys have like a distortion on what kind of bodies they think women like. Like, you know, the, the, the gym bod, like most women aren't into that. They think you're gay. Like most women like kind of more like the, the college lacrosse player physique or there's a subset of women who like like the, the bearded guy in flannels who looks like he cuts wood in his garage and played high school football. That look, those are kind of the two looks women go for. Like the jacked gym guy, most women think that guy's gay. Yeah. Uh, man, there was a really good article that I referenced a lot that was on Return of Kings years ago. And it wasn't written by Roosh. It was someone else that was on writing for the blog. But they were, they talked about the, the four exercises that a guy needs, right? The four exercises that that's all you need. And it's, it's push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and running, you know? And then they said that by itself, if you have a decent diet, will give you like a, a body like Brad Pitt and Fight Club. And that's what women sort of, they like that the sort of slender but you know, not not skinny fat, a little bit of definition, but not too much. You're not fucking huge, you know. The Calvin um, Klein underwear model on the billboard, that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you don't need the, to be the swimmer's physique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, what I like to tell guys who don't like to lift heavy is like, okay, well, uh, you should probably consider doing some kind of calisthenics so you have some kind of some kind of definition, you know. But you don't have to be fucking cut and stuff <laughs> you know you don't have to be uh an adonis where she can wash her her shirt on your fucking abs you know what i mean don't have to be that don't have to go that far if you don't want to i mean it's a good goal to have maybe but um let's see here so the next stage after uh after the anger stage is the bargaining stage right and the guy the guy on reddit says it's actually more like the initial plate spinning phase but he wanted to keep the theme of the five stages of grief so so the bargaining stage so this is where guys go out in the market they go out in the sexual marketplace they start practicing their game they're working on frame they're lifting weights they're spinning plates and then and then uh there's a note here that some guys will do this stuff in the anger phase, right? Just to hurt women. They're like, okay, I've learned game now. Now I'm going to go over and fuck women over because, you know, that's their revenge porn uh, fantasy. Uh, but that's not really useful either, going out and, and just breaking other women for future guys, you know? Um, like, so you have to, in order to get out of that, you got to sort of learn to enjoy sex and relationships again. You got to sort of learn to enjoy women for who they are. You know, like not for what they're not, you know, um, you mentioned Rich Cooper, AJ, he did a, he did a video a couple of years ago where he's driving in a truck and he's like, you know, getting mad at women for being women is kind of like being mad at this truck for not being a sports car. You know, it's like, it doesn't corner as well as a sports car. It doesn't, it's not yeah, it's sleek. Got, it's not as fuel efficient, you know, I remember like, that one. yeah, but it's like, it's, it's dumb because it's a fucking truck. Like it does truck stuff. <laughs> So I don't I don't know. Archway, like, do you see guys get mad at women just because they're women in general? 
Yeah, pretty. You know, that one's actually pretty common. I'm like, I, there's still guys like, right now all over social media, like pissing on women for being women. And you know, the advice to them is always the same. You know, enjoy the sex, enjoy her company. If you don't like either of those, find another woman. Like, you know, trying to like expect every single woman you meet to be like wife material is not a reasonable expectation. I mean, the, the number of women you meet in the world who are going to you know, meet that rubric and be a good long-term partner are few and far between. And that's just the system we live in. You can you know, rage the system all you want, or you can enjoy the sex, enjoy their company, and move on when you stop enjoying that. Yeah. I think it's always been that way, though. I mean, um, Glenn Lawrence talks about that. He's, he's more of a religious red pill, but he talks about it a lot in the, in the Bible. I'm not really a, a, a you know religious guy myself, but it, it makes a good point because this stuff was written thousands of years ago. Uh, but it says in there, like, you know, a woman who is truly virtuous and is, you know, really good, a good candidate basically for being a wife is, is rare. They're like rare, like diamonds. And it's, it's like that on purpose. You know, you might think the system we have right now where women are no longer dependent on men or going out, having recreational sex with hot guys and all that and being, you know, doing what they want, being who they are. Like, I mean, in a sinister way, maybe that's actually good because, you know, A, it helps the good women stand out and B, you know, it helps guys like learn to work within that system and, you know, recognize that 90 percent of women aren't that. A lot of guys were marrying the first woman who'd sleep with them. They're ending up in marriages they shouldn't have been in. Those marriages never go well. The women are not who you thought they were and you do a lot of mistakes. And, you know, I mean, guys who are kind of forced to compete in this system is going to give them more options, more women, hopefully better women. And they learn kind of what women are like and how to play the game better. And if they do choose to go the route of serious relationships or marriage, they will do it better. I mean, it's still not always a great deal, but at least it puts them in a better place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. So guys will do this. They'll use women. Now, it says here that the final Trojan horse of this phase is the unicorn. The unicorn. <laughs> I've seen this happen so much, right? I know guys... Because I my my podcast started out of a men's group, started out of a, a men's group on Facebook called it used to be called the three percent man group. Now it's called the the three percent brotherhood. And so many guys that I start like I met in that group, uh, they've all done this right. They've read the material, they spin plates, they practice the stuff, then they get into a relationship with their unicorn. Right? They find the one, they find the one only to rest on their laurels fall back on old habits and revert to old programming, right? They, they end up back in the forums and men, men's groups a few months later, or a few, few years later or whatever. And you ask them, Hey man, what happened? Like what? Like I haven't seen you forever. Like what happened? Oh, she broke up with me. Uh, you know, I started, I lost my frame. I, uh, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, well, they, they don't realize like that the work never stops. You know, you, you, you can't undo you can't undo 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of, of, of blue pill conditioning, you know, uh, programming in just like a, a, just a year or two, you know, you can't, you can't just, you can't do that. Um, have you seen that AJ? Yeah. Like you can't undo everything overnight. Um, like I'm, I'm like about two years in now into this process and I'm like, shit there's still a lot of things that i need to work on there's still a lot of in my my frame is where i'm like lacking the most which actually affects my game mm -hmm. so i'm actually going through and working on my my frame right now i think that's probably the hardest thing for guys to get down their 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 mental 
point of origin stuff. Yeah. You know, not being, uh, not being, you know, emotional, you know, like we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be these rational guys, but we're, we're all just emotional meat bags. Arsenal, <laughs> do you see guys like that where they, you know, they like, like Ryan says all the time, right? He, he wants guys to come into the space, get what they need and leave. But do you ever see guys that come back to the space because, yeah, two they, flavors of that. Okay. There, there's the first kind who, like, they start going out, they start trying game, they've been hitting the gym, they actually look okay now, and so they can actually get dates and sex. Five seconds later, they have a girlfriend. And then that goes exactly how I'd expect because it's a woman who was, like, hooking up with him on the first date, and he was all hot and heavy and in love again. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the second one is more like you said. You know, a guy will suddenly disappear. He went off and impulsively got married or has been, like, in a one-year relationship or something, and then he started doing everything wrong again. And a lot of times those guys then go right back into their anger phase. They're like, man, I can never stop. I can never relax. I can never be myself. You know, I can never open up to a woman or at least, you know, what, what he means without saying the full friends, I can never open up with a woman like I would with a guy friend or anyone else. Like, you know, your, your girlfriend's not your best friend. She's not your mom, not your secretary. You can't spread her thin on all those roles and expect her to also be a good girlfriend. And so if the work never ceases, that can send guys right back into being all angry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I've heard guys say that to me. Well, when can I relax? When can I just be myself? It's like, well, well, fucking never, because it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, that's a part of that's a part of you know unplugging or the red pill or whatever you want to call it is is realizing that um, it, it it there's nothing there's no such thing as unconditional love, right? There's there's like a, there's attraction and there's there's not attraction, and you got to figure out what keeps her attracted and being a lazy bump of the log and, and, and telling her all about your day and, and, and all your baggage and shit like that, that is not attractive. <laughs> it's not attractive behavior. So you hear all the time in this, in this space, uh, you want unconditional love by a dog. Mm-hmm. It's like the real MGTOWs, like your brother or something, who end up that way are probably guys who've done that long enough. And they're like, you know what? I find this absolutely exhausting. I am just plain tired. I'm going to go do my stuff because, you know, and they're not on the internet hating women or anything. They're not still engaged, investing all this effort, even thinking about it. They're just tired because it is exhausting, like working all the time. Like the grind never stops and it's getting worse. World economy, stupid world, current events and everything. Like it, it's not getting easier for anybody. And to remain competitive enough to like be the guy who fucks, the guy who like, you know, attracts wife worthy women, like it's getting harder. Yeah. I, you know, I saw, I think it was a tweet yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday. I, whatever. Twitter blends together. Um, Someone said, and I thought it was a really good point. It was, uh, there's two guys. There's basically two guys in the space, right? Guys that think that dealing with women and, and working on their attractiveness is work, you know, oh, it's, uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's so much fucking effort. And then there's guys that look at spending time with women as, oh, it's fun. No, this is actually fun. You know, practicing games, fun. It's all about perspective, you know. How 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 are you looking at it through your your personal lens? And if you look at it in a more positive light, you're going to have more fun with it, you know. But it's it's hard for guys to get to that point, you know. I mean, if you don't like women, maybe dating is not a good hobby for you. Yeah, or go date dudes. You know, <laughs> maybe you're one of those. One of your those. Um. All right. So that leads us to. Technically, the last phase, although Rolo added a sixth one, which we'll, we can get to here, but the last phase, because it's five, right, is acceptance, okay? So this is this is when Red Pill sort of becomes a part of who you are. 
Like this is part of your personality now, right? You've studied it. You've practiced it so much that becomes muscle memory. Uh, you have become the game, right? And so you sort of like embrace reality. You appreciate women for the goofy bastards that they are. <laughs> you sort of look at them like when they do dumb shit and you just sort of laugh, right? That's, you know, you're like, okay, you're, you're cute. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Cause I used to, I used to be, I used to consider myself purple pill, you know, purple pill before meeting, uh, Paul Benjamin and, and Rolo and Ryan and, and talking to those guys. And I realized that cause I, I, I thought the whole concept of red pill was, maybe not necessarily hating women. Maybe it's about understanding women, but like you can never have a relationship with a chick, you know? Oh, it's all about spit permanent plate spinning. And, and I found out like, no, that's not true. There's a whole like married red pill community. There's, there's guys that are in healthy relationships that apply the material and they use it to help them lead the relationship, you know, and maintain attraction long-term. Right. And so I, and when I realized it's not about hating women, it's about, not hating women for what they can never be to us, right? Not not being they're they're not the sports car, you know, they're 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 the truck <laughs> or vice versa, right? Sports cars are sexier, I guess. Um, and you learn that you can't change women, you can only change yourself, you know, you only have control over yourself. I learned how to be lovingly detached in a relationship so that I can keep an idea, like keep an eye on my girl's attraction level towards me and not just be lost in the emotions and the, you know, of the dopamine of being in love and the fucking vasopressant and all that stuff like that. You could actually take a step back and go, okay, how's she acting right now? How do I, how do I need to navigate this? You know, how, is this a shit test? Let me, this is how you should handle that. Right. And, um, until you because just becomes a part of how you just handle everything, right. You become the game. So, once I realized, oh, it's not what I thought it was. You could actually use this for healthy relationships too. Um, I, I sort of really embraced it. I was like, no, I guess I, I guess I am probably more red pill than I thought I was. Um, what? How did you get to that spot, Arschwinger? Did you get like where you're just like, this is how it is, and you embraced it? Um. Man, there's a few different spots, you know, where like, I guess more of a gradual process, you know, so uh, I'm married to my wife, you know, and uh, it's not going well. And I, I go red pill a little, a little too much like, you know, red pill Rambo at first. And then I, I tone it back and things are going better. We're having sex more often. She, she's a bitch like less often. But there's still this moment where, you know, we're having sex. You can see in her eyes. She doesn't want to be there. She's just, you know, placating me like it's not genuine. And you still die inside a little bit every time. And. I had this like kind of cathartic moment where, you know, I could tell she didn't want it. And for a minute, it felt like good. It felt like justice. Like, you know, this woman had been wronging me for so long. And, you know, that's not who I want to be. That's not a guy I want to look at in the mirror, you know. And I realized I didn't like myself with her. Like, you know, I, I was still angry and had a lot more work to do. And, you know, my first wife turned out to like girls. And so that went, you know, she went her own way. and We got divorced. And, you know, now I'm married to a second wife. I don't know if I'm a dumbass or not. It remains to be seen. But she's... um. She's doing awesome so far, and um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say it was a pretty gradual process to get to acceptance, where you know you realize, you know, okay, this is my life up to this point. This is, you know, what I've gone through. You know, everything I've done, and you know, who I still am as a person. And you look at who you want to be as a person, and you, you focus more on yourself and less on, you know, what women have or haven't done or what they're like. Do you find um, in your your second marriage that 
it was, it's easier to do this stuff from the beginning than it, it is to try to cor course correct. Like, oh, yeah, on. absolutely. Like, yeah, when you start that from like when the woman meets you and you are this kind of guy, then she doesn't, you know, you're not trying to change the rules on or you're not trying to take the reins of the relationship. It's um, it is a lot easier when you start out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, uh, I find with guys when they're trying to course correct, like they, they, they change their behavior. Let's say they're, they're doing it the right way where they're not talking about to her. They're just going to the gym. They're just working on their attraction level. They're, they're like, they're, they're, their girls are like, this isn't you, you know, like, it, cause you haven't been this way for a long time. So then they shit test you and they shit test you because they're like, okay, I really like this alpha side, but is this really who you are? Like who the fuck is this? And so a lot of guys, if they can't get past all that, that shit testing to where she's convinced that this new you is you like they, they fall back on old programming and they, they everything just goes to sometimes shit, you know? it's not savable sometimes you know you can't do that because she knows who you used to be and you're just that guy but now you're being an asshole and mm -hmm. like sometimes there is no saving things and maybe sometimes that's the best result i mean big picture all this red pill stuff is really meant to empower men you want a guy to work out and be stronger and healthier eat right you know be a, a better healthier person you want that guy to learn better social skills to have interesting skills and hobbies in his life to become just a better, more powerful person because that gives him options in general. And mm -hmm. with those options, he may want to get married. He may want to, you know, seek out hoes forever. He may want to go MGTOW and you know, focus on his hobbies or whatever, but he's doing it from a position of power because he has the choice. I'm mm -hmm. going to enter meal marriage, eyes wide open, choosing it, or I'm going to go fuck bitches because that's my choice. And like, it's not a guy who ended up married to the first one who would sleep with him because he had no other choice. It's a guy who chose that. And, just given mm -hmm. many options, I think it's kind of the big picture choice, big picture uh, rationale for it all. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. That's, that's another thing that a lot of guys don't understand is like they, they forget about the whole idea of mental point of origin, which means do what's best for you. So Arshringer, you went and, and got married again. That was, you know, a decision you thought, you know what, this, I think I'll do this. I think I'm going to pull that trigger. That was best for you. Right. There's no right or wrong way. Cause it's, it's your way, you know, you're doing it for however you want to do it. Um, that's man. I can't stand the guys are like, Oh, you're not doing it. You're not doing it right. Because uh, you're not doing red pill, right? Because you don't have a harem, <laughs> so, you yeah. know, that's there are not no what red it's pill about. rules. Like, you know, you, you yeah. live your life however you want, but you do it from a position of choice and power where you had options. And, you know, yeah, some people may make bad choices, but you made your bad choice from among many alternatives. You weren't forced into it because you were a weak man. Yeah, exactly. AJ, have you have you embraced it yet? Like, have, do you have have you accepted like this is this is reality and and you sort of are are making it a part of who you are? Yeah, I'd say I've that point was when my ex like the morning that she left while I was still at work. Um, that was like the realizations, like because I'd already been red pill aware because I've been watching you guys and stuff and listening to Ryan's podcast. Um, and I'm just like, well, you know what? My last, uh, my last, last time I was kind of purple pillish because I was following RSDs kind of stuff. This time around, see how see how red pill does life. And I think I put it on a I replied to someone's Twitter the other day. I'm like, been doing this for like two years. I'm actually <laughs> the happiest I've ever been, just being single. Yeah. Okay. So you're so you're MGTOW now. I'm not <laughs> MGTOW, but like, I, like I still go out on dates. Like I got okay. my main girl. Like she helped me out when uh, my car was down. Like I needed a new battery. Yeah, yeah. And she was actually going to pick me up to go get it. 
no, she actually bought the battery, had it shipped to my house. So I put it in my car. I paid her back and everything. But I'm like, she actually went through it and had someone come deliver me a battery. Mm. I'm like, did I losing a girl was easier? Like she's like, you know, she just disappeared when you were at work and you're like, oh, well, I guess that happened. And just like go on with your day. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's sort of the mentality I, I I have, you know. I I've been in a in a LTR with uh, with a, a gal I called Nurse Chick, you know, for for two years now, but I've got to the point where it's like, you know, a lot of guys and I and I was like this in previous relationships where, you know, if she left, it would be devastating, you know, it would be like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, you know, but if if Nurse Chick just decided like tomorrow that she she didn't want to be in this relationship anymore, I mean. It would suck. It would be like, ah, oh, well, that that sucks, you know. But I wouldn't like lose sleep over it, you know. I'd be like, well, this it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. There's always another woman out there, you know. And a lot of guys don't think that way uh, before they come into the space. They think, oh, now it's now it's all over. I'm never gonna find I'm never gonna find a girl again. It's like there's four billion women on the planet, man. Like you're good. You're good. You'll be all right. <laughs> um. All right, so so Rollo added a sixth phase, and he had an asterisk by it because it was uh, like a, a permutation or whatever. But it's basically MGTOW. MGTOW. He says a lot of guys go through all this stuff and then they go they go MGTOW, right? Like fuck learning all these rules. Sex isn't worth it. Women aren't that fun anyway. The last thing I want to do is is learn routines or five stages of pickup. And there's too many websites and too many podcasts and stuff like that. So. <laughs> I'm, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that that ends up happening too. And I, I, you know, I shit on, I shit on MGTOWs guys a lot, but there are different, there really are different types of, of MGTOWs out there. There's guys like my brother that aren't online. There's guys that they haven't really given up on women, but they're, they're not looking for anything serious anymore. You know, they're like, ah, it's just not for me. Right. But I'm never getting married again. And those guys would, some of those guys consider themselves MGTOW. Um, the guys that like, I, I, I purposely like to poke the bear at though with the MGTOW community are the guys that uh, haven't really given up on women yet. You know, they haven't completely given up yet. They just are in a bad spot. They're still in the, the, the rage phase. And it's, if they just see that um, it, it doesn't, it, if they, if they embrace the reality, they can use it to their advantage. You know, if they learn how to play the game, they learn the rules of the game. They can learn how to play the game better. You know, instead of getting mad, they learn how to get better, you know. So I like to poke that bear a little bit because out of every 100 MGTOW guys that are shitting in my comments, every once in a while I'll find one that goes, okay, maybe this guy's onto something. Let me try it. And then they try it out and they go, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, that works, you know. So for those guys, uh, you know, I, I like to help those guys out, but they have to come to that realization on their own, you know. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that's pretty much it, man. We're we've been here for an hour. I think sometimes this show goes an hour and a half, but I think we can we can wrap up here. We don't have to go that long today. Um, let's go around the horn a little bit. AJ, any any closing thoughts, and uh, where can people find you online? Uh, so the two places I'm most prominent online are right there below my name with uh, the channel at the at arm details and then also uh my instagram tags there and then i'm starting to get a little bit more familiar with twitter or x whatever they call it nowadays <laughs> having some fun on there uh 
Twitter's a, a, a hard egg to crack. I Yeah, I can't figure it out. Dude, I, I'm not in it for like the socials or anything like that. I'm not in it for the clout, not in it for the reactions. I'm just there to kind of shit post a little bit and have some fun. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to use it. Uh, Arswinger, closing thoughts and where can people find you? Uh, I'm vaguely on Twitter, but I mean, like, I don't have a YouTube channel. I'm not trying to monetize a manosphere or anything. I just, you know, I guess I'll wake up tomorrow and have like 2 million Twitter followers. I'll probably like, you know, get my Elon bucks just to get beer money for what I'm doing anyway. But yeah, no, I'm just vaguely on Twitter. You know, people can see my, you know, me making smart ass shit posts all day. And yeah, closing thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just do the work and um, don't, don't fall into the black pill hole. Like as long as you're at least a little cute and your social skills aren't completely like weird. Like, yeah, you two can date and have sex. So, like, don't go down that road in your mind. Yeah, that's actually a good message. Uh, I was just having this conversation with with Glenn Lawrence when I was in Vegas right after I kicked the crap out. Just kidding. You guys are going to have to watch Fall Fight Club to see how that, that shook out. But we were talking about it, and I was like, you know, most guys out there that tune into this content, they see stuff like guys in sports cars driving Bugattis and, you know, they have, they have like, you know, 20 fucking, you know, Instagram models around them at all times. And they're like, well, fuck, if I'm not like that guy, I'm never going to get laid. It's like, uh, dude, the internet's not real. But, <laughs> you know, most, most of those, uh, the, those Ferraris that they're, they're taking pictures in front of are, aren't even their Ferraris. They're rented. The, the Instagram models are paid for. They're rented too. And the Rolexes that they're wearing are knockoffs. You know, internet's not real. Go talk to the girl at Starbucks. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Good news <laughs> is women like sex too. And so women are hooking up all the time. Like it might as well be with you. Just go shoot your shot. I mean, you know, how often do women have sex? You know, once a week, once a month, depending on the woman. Like the casual sex is happening all around you. Like, you know, just it might be you. Just, you know, go shoot your shots. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a bald and ginger that drives the Volkswagen. I still get laid. There you go. Look at this. I, I'm 44 years old. <laughs> oh, no way. I, me too. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was, it's funny. I, I was spinning plates uh, before I met, uh, met nurse chick. I was, I was out spinning plates in a fucking 2010 Dodge Nitro out in cow, cattle country guys. Uh, if, if I can make it work, you guys can make it work, especially if you're in a target rich environment, you know, like any, literally any big city, um, you can make it work too. So I'm a tall, skinny fuck and I'm socially awkward. I've had girlfriends my entire life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, that's all we have. I'll close out with my, uh, law of attraction commercial, and then we will see you guys on Monday. Monday, RP Thor is my guest. We're going to be talking about his book on dominant masculine presence. Other than that, like, subscribe to all the channels that we're broadcasting on, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. 
And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? The link's in the description. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now.